Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am so glad that you're here for another episode of Homecoming. And today we have such a special episode. It is a Mother's Day special, and I am excited to be able to introduce to you and to interview on today my mother. Several of you have written to me asking about my journey, and I have touched on it across the different episodes, but I will say at the root, at the foundation of my homecoming and my acceptance of my authentic self is the gift of mother that I had in uh, the body, the spirit, the heart of Reverend Cecilia Williams Bryant who is a minister to women. She is an author. She convenes global conferences with women all over the world, helping us to come home to ourselves. And along with having such a special gift for women, she also has an amazing gift for children and children of diverse backgrounds, of special needs, of all different ages. And so it has been a wonderful opportunity, a shaping, a life-shaping experience to see not only how she has poured into my life, but how she has poured into so many others to the point that even when we lived in Liberia, West Africa, she was affectionately called by everyone, Mother Bryant. And so on this Mother's Day, I'm excited to have Mother Bryant here. And so first, I just want to say hi, Mom, and welcome. Well, I'm just so thankful to God, Tama, for this gift, for this opportunity to walk with you in your journey home. I'm so grateful to God for this experience and what it means for womankind in a season just like this one. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And as we start on today, I'm aware that we have uh, a range of listeners. And so I want to name that while um, I, my primary language on today will be mothers for Mother's Day, that much of what will be shared can apply to parents, grandparents, guardians, caretakers, aunties, what we call sometimes other mothers, those in the community who are helping to raise and nurture children, mentors, um, and so whether you are a mother or not, I want you to stay tuned. And I think that much of what we share will apply uh, to your lives as we both reflect on uh, what it means to mother or parent or nurture, um, but also what that experience was like perhaps in your own life journey um, in terms of who raised you, who nourished you, or who didn't, and the impact of that. So I want to first start off by asking you, what is one of the most beautiful parts about being a mother? I want to 
embrace the time frame that we have and acknowledge that mothering in a pandemic mm. is unlike any other historic experience of mothering. And when we look into the motherhood journey, the glory is that awareness that life has come forth from you through you. It is a, how can I say, it's a radical awakening of the soul of a woman, the birthing moment. And it applies not only to those who biologically give birth, but those who adopt that moment of awareness when you realize that a life has come to you. It's, there's no experience like it. Well, thank you so much for positioning us in the reality of the pandemic. Uh, and these are really challenging times, which takes me to the question of what is one of the major challenges or difficulties, whether in a pandemic or outside of a pandemic, of mothering? One of the most difficult opportunities is once we recognize that we have gift, been gifted with a living soul, that we do not bruise, wound, and I'm going to use abort in the large sense of the soul of this wonderful gift that has been given to us. We understand and we must understand as mothers that this child is not a mirror of who we are, nor is the child an extension of who we are. Khalil Gibran says, our children are not our children. They are the fruit of life's longing for itself. And so there's a high purpose in the soul of the child that the mother must pray to discern, that the mother must pray to nurture, to cultivate, and to bless. And that's the real challenge in our mothering, that we don't overwhelm the soul of the child with our own broken places, with our own issues and baggage, but we create an environment where the soul of the child can breathe and take on strength and discover life and vitality within. So beautiful and so important. And I know people who have met me and also met my brother comment about our uh, leadership abilities and our, in some ways, freedom or confidence. And those didn't just happen out of nowhere. And so I know you were intentional. And I wonder if you could share some of what you did to try to build the confidence of your children for them to be comfortable, for us to be comfortable being our authentic selves. I, 
I want to do that by giving you a backstory. Um, when I was serving in West Africa, one of the conferences I was geographic area conference I was responsible for was Sierra Leone. And in Sierra Leone, there was a girls' school, Richard Allen School for Girls. And we were suffering with a group who were against women and girls learning, coming in every night and vandalizing the school, writing on the walls, tearing up the books. Um, so I went to the minister of education and said to him, you already know who's doing this to this school. And his response was, well, I don't know why you would say that. And I said to him, your behavior says to me that you are collaborating with the colonizers to ensure that every generation of Sierra Leoneans will be subservient to those who oppress them because neither do the colonizers want them to learn. There was never again an attack on the school, mm. vandalism on the school, threats on the headmistress. So I say that to say that which I believe concerning my children and grandchildren, I believe for all children and particularly African and diasporic children, it's imperative that we understand that because our children are created in the image of God and because our children are authentically called by God to their generation, that we speak into their spirits, that they are here for a high purpose, that they are not here to follow. They are not here to be subservient. They are here to rise to the standard that God has set for them. And so with Jamal and with Tama, my prodding, and the experiences I made available were all to quicken and confirm the high standard that God had placed in them. The scripture says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Well, if Christ in my child is the hope of glory, that means their obedience to destiny is going to impact histories and futures of nations and peoples and cultures. And my responsibility is to fight for that, to fight the devil, to fight the system, and to fight any spirit of mediocrity that might try to take root in them. So incredible. And as you were talking, I was just getting flashes of uh, when we were younger, you buying us journals. And so it's not by accident now that we both have written books. And when we were younger, you asking us, what would it take to change the world? And so both of us are engaged in activism and trying to shape the world. And I also think it was so important that you exposed us to, and you were friends with people from all walks of life um, across the economic spectrum. And I believe you saying you wanted us to know whether we're in the projects or at the White House, 
to know that we have a place of belonging and to know ourselves. And so raising our children with this idea that there is purpose in them and there are gifts and wisdom in them, I think is so, so powerful. And so I thank you for that. And while this is a big uh, sacred work, I'm also mindful and appreciate that you have talked about it as well, uh, the importance of being mindful of the mental health of mothers. And I wonder if you could speak some to that and the importance of even as people are parenting or raising children to not lose sight of themselves. Thank you for bringing that up, Tama. And especially in this pandemic, the threshold of distress in mothering is so intense and perforated by so many experiences, the racism, the economy, the need, the longing to manifest one's own purpose that each mother must know within herself when she's about to threshold, when she's about to have leveled off, when she just can't take another. And then she must put the children in a safe environment so that she can calm herself down, so that she can rest herself, so that she can center herself. Um, this pandemic has shown an increase in the mental health needs of every subgroup, whether the very wealthy or the extremely poor. And so if it's impacting mothers, this meant the pandemic is also having an effect, a debilitating effect on the children. And so it's important for us as mothers to discern our children. When I recognize that this third hour of screen time has become too much for my child, then I must relocate the child, whether it's to sit outside on the steps with him or her and breathe and do some physical exercises or to put on some music. But the mother must in a, be very intentional about her own mental health because if I am whole, my children are safe. If I am broken, my children are vulnerable. And so we must as mothers be willing to get feedback from people we care about and people who we know love us and love our children. So that if someone says, I heard you yelling last night at the children, I think you need a timeout. Mm. Then get your time out, even if it means opening the door to the house and having the children lay on the floor where you can keep your eye on them, playing um, classical music and just sitting and breathing. It's very important that you live well, that you live well. Mm. And when you can't handle it, to dial an 800 number and get the help and the support that you need. 
Yes, so important. And speaking of these different challenges, I wonder if you could share a word to those who are listening on today who are mourning their mothers. And I know your mother, my grandmother, is no longer with us. And so how we handle, especially on this day or in this season, uh, grieving the loss of a mother. I counsel persons who are experiencing a traumatic death or loss to create a beautiful mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Create a beautiful mourning. What do I mean? My mother loved the scent of Estee Lauder. My mother loved the scent of gardenias. So what I would do is I would spray some on my pillow and lay on that pillow and remember my mother. Mm. Create a beautiful morning. Perhaps you will buy a plant and name it for your mother mm. and water that plant and make sure that plant gets sunlight. Create a beautiful morning and find ways to make your mother come alive in the earth realm. The African proverb says, a soul is not dead until we cease to speak their names. And so to create a beautiful morning, I say to my friends, my mother's name is Pauline. And Pauline is a wonder of a woman in my soul. I'll call someone and say, I want to tell you about my mother. Create a beautiful morning. Mm, so, so beautiful. Thank you for that. And I'm also mindful on today as we move toward our closing, I do not want to leave out those for whom Mother's Day is difficult uh, because they were rejected by mothers, abandoned by mothers, abused by mothers, that they don't have a kind of warm feeling when they even hear the word mother, um, what you might share with them. It is a tragedy to be mothered by a broken woman. It is a tragedy to be mothered by a wounded woman. And if that is your truth, the important thing to do with that truth is I say place it at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to give her what she could not give me. And that is the blessing of the peace of God. The Bible says he is faithful and responds to the prayers of the beloved. In our mothering, the greatest gift that you want to impart to the child is the gift of compassion 
The second gift is integrity. And the final gift is to teach the child to be harmless or to do no harm. So compassion, integrity, and harmlessness. Once you have imparted those three qualities in the child, that child will emerge as an adult in whom you can have pride and joy. Beautiful, beautiful. And so important for us to think about our values and the values that we want to impart to our children. I want to encourage those who would like to follow more or to gain more from my mother, Reverend Cecilia, to look up her books on amazon.com, Reverend Cecilia Williams Bryant. And uh, do you want to say a word about the prayer app? Yes, the word of Jesus is come to me. And that invitation is to mothers and children and fathers and nations. And so the prayer app, Come to Me, is an opportunity to commune with God. It's such a vital ministry that there are three levers, I don't know the technological word, but there are three areas that you can access without subscribing. One is the healing altar. Whether it's mental health or physical health, you don't have to subscribe to access it. The other is the sign language altar. You don't have to subscribe to access it. And then the third is the teen altar where teens can go and be prayed for by other teens. Those three levers are available without subscription. And the name of the app on Apple and Google is Come To Me. Beautiful. And that's this journey of our being our authentic selves, that you can come as you are, is what we would often language it as whatever state you're in, whatever condition, whatever age, uh, for us to be able to be present. And so for our closing sign off, I'm just gonna ask mom if you would repeat the words after me and I think it will double the impact. I invite your soul. I invite your soul. To tell your heart. To tell your heart mind, body, and spirit, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Welcome home.